Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and joining me, as always, is the spotter with no energy, Margo. That's what you are today. I just, like, as soon as I sat down, I'm just like, God, I'm ready for bed. Don't worry, we'll get talking. I'm so tired. Oh, you'll wake (laughs) up. You'll wake up. We got plenty to talk about on this week's... I am a spotter again this week. Yeah, I know. That's why I introduced you as such. You you got a gig. Who who are you gigging for? That's weird. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you spotting for? Jack Hall and the Double Zero Pro Truck. Pro Truck's back in action. All right. Yeah. Where at? I think we're going to Panagorda this week. You sure you're not going to North Wilkesboro? Uh, We might be going to California. California. Irwindale? Never know. All right. Well, there'll be somewhere. Just watch. be there to find out. Watch Jack's TikTok, right? Or don't. Or don't. But do, because it's but freaking hilarious. Somebody recognized him at Daytona because of his TikTok. So how I about know. that? The people we ran into this week. So um, <clears throat> before we get into this episode, huge, huge thank you and shout out to Molly LeBeau for watching Our Tiny Human for two days this weekend. I think it was more of the tiny human watching Molly LeBeau. Well, either way, thank you to Molly and David and... and and Dylan and Jet, too, for allowing our child to take over their house for the weekend. Like, yeah. literally two days. Um, I mean, they they offered, but still, like, got to give them a huge shout-out. And give a give some love to LeBeau's lawn service, too. If, they can if, have her back anytime. I, I'm sure they would take her, too. They love Peyton. I'll, ta- I'll take Layla. They can have Peyton. But, no, I just wanted to uh, take a moment and thank them. And, you know, if you're in the Daytona area... Use LeBeau's Lawn Service, please, and support our good friends, the LeBeaux, uh, for not only their racing endeavors, but just for them being genuinely good people. And uh, like I said, taking the time to watch Peyton so we could take Dawson to the race. Yeah. So Peyton had no <clears throat> fun at all. No, I, I think Peyton had the most fun this weekend because she didn't have to go out and all that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Lucky girl. Are your feet dried out yet? They're so itchy. They're itchy. I need a pedicure. Oh man, somebody, I don't think my shoes are dry. Somebody sponsor me for a pedicure. Not the not the podcast, just me. Just just Margot's feet. Yeah, Margot needs a pedicure. <laughs> she'll she'll write your name on her feet. Absolutely in the not. Stand. That's weird. That's weird. Mm, that's wait, a like, whole new kind wait, of content. People sell that, don't they? Yeah. Any, anyway, <laughs> it's a whole new kind of content. As we, I am not as we completely into. go off the rails two minutes in, I want to take a uh, moment and let you guys know what we're gonna talk about here on this week's show <laughs> once we get going and into the groove here we're going to talk about uh saturday's unfortunate rain out or as dawson put it a fail saturday was a fail um then of course we'll talk about the actual race that took place on sunday and the calamity that ensued because let's face it margo we knew it was going to be wild right yeah i don't think we expected it to be that wild though no no it was a little bit more wild than expected but it was wild in the playoff picture has shaken up again, now, and we're going to give you... I expected it to be that wild if they had tried to get it in on Saturday, uh-huh. but not with it being postponed to, like, these guys slept. They're like, all right, we just want to get the fuck out of Daytona now. I didn't expect, like, I didn't expect it to be wild on Sunday. And then to sit around I was like, and wait cool, now we're going to sit, and, like, we're going to get here at 1045 or 10 o'clock in the morning, and it's going to be, like... Boring. Boring. But it wasn't. It and was no, anything it but boring. Um, and we've got our playoff predictions, too. Um, I had Margo do a little homework. She reminded me this afternoon. Uh, we both filled out a playoff yeah, I bracket. Was, I was that student. Yes. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know what her bracket is. She doesn't know what my bracket is, but we'll discuss it quickly. Um, after, uh, after all that, uh, we've got some 
good racing coming up the next couple of weeks in New Smyrna. We'll touch on that real quick. Got to talk about the run with Jabrung, at least, from Thunder Road, because that was a crazy event. Do you remember that? In the roll with Jabrung? Yeah. Feels like forever ago, but we'll, we'll touch on that. Um, and then we've got our Richard Cranium Awards to give up. Um, then after, after that segment of the show, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Xfinity race, and our good friend Skinny calls in. Kenny Roth is going to call in. We'll talk about his experience at the Xfinity race on Saturday to wrap up the show. And then, you know, there's going to be it was, tangents. It was Friday. Friday. Oh, my God. Well, no. It, it went it, into Saturday. Right. Started Friday, ended Saturday. So we're both right. That doesn't happen often. So I'm that's. I'm not even a comment. <clears throat> excuse me. That's what we have on the agenda today. We'll see what tangents we take. But let's get into it and start talking about Saturday. Um, Saturday was disappointing because we had our. New Smyrna champions there. We didn't have as many as we did last year because I think some of them said, to hell with that, I'm not going to sit in the rain all day. Well, I know some of them had, like, some family stuff going mm-hmm. on. Some of them just couldn't make it. Yeah. Bobby Holly was some out of town. Some of them had a hangover. Yep. Yep. Some <laughs> of them, I think the Hattons were like, mm-mm. No, Chris, no. Uh, well, with Christopher's wife being due, like, any minute now, she's due well, within the sense. next couple of weeks. And, the, like, obviously Courtney wasn't going out with him. And then Chris was out of town, so Christopher gave his tickets to Tim and Bud yep. because he wouldn't have had anybody else to go with. That's what he said to me. Yep. So. Let's see. Who was there? Uh, Brad we, May. We had Brad May. Brad Blanton was Brad there. Blanton. Jim um, Snyder. Jim Snyder. Yep. Um, we had uh, Becca and, Monopoly was there. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting she Beck was and Tom were there. I, they gave us these. I got to tell this, this story because it's funny. Okay, they gave but us, also there was Bud and Tim from the 602s. Yes. Um, I feel like we're missing somebody. No, we're not. No, Timmy Todd was there. Oh, yeah, he Timmy was. Timmy Todd. Um, Brad May won both Super Late Model That's Champions. Uh, Wayne Parker was there. Was he? Yep, Wayne was there. Yep, uh, talked to him for a little while. So oh, I, I saw him Sunday and I, I think Saturday. We, I think we ended up with about half our champions. And I, I just feel bad for them because they came out there and really didn't get much because the introductions got canceled on Saturday. So that was yes, unfortunate. Except Becca Monopoly got your terrible jokes. Yeah, so they, they that did That wasn't give meant us, to be a joke. <laughs> now, there was like... There was some hospitality stuff, some some drinks, and they gave us Coke uh, these. And Sprite. Yeah, well, it's Coke Zero Four Hundred, not, not uh, drinks. Coke Zero and Sprite, <laughs> soft drinks. Um, but they gave us these swag bags, and they had um, like little dollars, like food vouchers, pit stop bucks, pit stop bucks. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad I'm you knew what they were it, called. That's what I'm going to use as Dawson's like uh, his allowance now. I like that. Um, so they gave everybody a bunch of that, and we had some, and we went to go get some food, and we ran into Tom and Becca Monopoly up there. And um, we're like, yep, yeah, we're going to go get some food. We're going to go use our Monopoly money. And I literally stopped and went, <laughs> oh, my God, I just made Like, I literally meant that as a joke, and I'm like, that's the Monopolies I'm talking to. And, and literally me and Becca were laughing about uh-huh. it, and you're like, oh, I didn't mean I didn't that mean as a that. joke. No, it <laughs> literally just, because it, it was yellow and it was paper. It and felt like Monopoly And she and I bugs. thought that you did it on purpose. And I should have just rolled with it and walked away, but then I'm like, oh my God, I don't want them to think that I literally planned that. <laughs> you're like, oh, no oh. P- no pun intended. And me and Becca both go, oh, we fully thought there was yeah, pun I mean, intended in that. <laughs> that. Typically, that kind of shit's right up my alley, but man, I just... Went with it. And you hadn't had enough beer for that. Uh, maybe I had had too many Miller Lights at that point. I don't know. You but no, I Saturday I didn't even get a buzz because we were sitting around waiting. I, at one point I looked at you and said, I don't want to get more beer until we start the race, which was Sunday. So, and we did. Um, Fun ruiner. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Luckily, Dawson got to have a little bit of fun in the, uh, what was it, the kid zone? The Toyota, Toyota kid Racing zone. kid zone, yeah. We had fun there. He won a bunch of prizes. Um, he got a t-shirt mm-hmm. from one of his favorite drivers. The McDonald's car. Yeah. Ronald McDonald is his favorite driver. Bubba Wallace. Bubba and Wallace, Chase that's Elliott. right. Um, no, anyway, we did a lot of sitting around. We ate some food and we did some more sitting around and everything that was on our phones up until race time was, it was going to clear out. And then the storm built and built and built and built and built and built and never went away. Nope. So we ended up, uh, what time do they call the race? About 8.15? I don't know. You don't remember. We got home before 11. That's yeah. all I know. We, 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 it was good that they called it that early and people were complaining on, on Twitter because that's what people do, but we were in the Daytona area till about 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and it was still raining on our way home. So yeah. it was going to be – if they raced Saturday night, it would, probably wouldn't have started. They totally until, dropped the ball. We could have done it. Oh, whatever. I'm, I, I think racing on Sunday was the best thing to do to get the race in. Um, sucks that we had to go all the way back home, come all the way back. But like I, like I, I said – I hear people are attacking, like, the announcers. It sucks. I, I'm sure the they ball. are. You know, it's, the, <laughs> it's definitely Jeff Burton's fault and Rick Allen's fault. Totally uh, Dale Jr.'s Dale fault. Jr.'s fault. Yep. Steve Letart did nothing wrong, though, because everybody likes him. Um, he has 47 chins. Does he? He's got a big goozle. Well. I love Steve Letart. He's one of the, I think he's the best that NBC has. So. I like that we can have him as, like, the crew chief, and then you've got the drivers in there. They got a good booth. I think it's a little Rick overcrowded, Allen. but uh, Rick Allen Rick Allen could go away and it'd be There's better. that. But, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. But, uh, but no, Saturday... Really, to chalk up Saturday, I, Dawson put it best by saying, yep, Saturday, because we, we had to explain to him, hey, we're going to come back, we got to go home, get some sleep, wake up early, because we had to get there by 10 o'clock, and we're, we just explained to him, like, yeah, today just wasn't wasn't meant to be, and he goes, today was a fail. But that's okay. He was a trooper, though. He was. He was really well-behaved, and Saturday was a long day. We were there from, like, 2 o'clock on. It's almost um, like he knows he's already grounded, and if he would have gotten into any more right. trouble, his ass would be grass. Well, he was very good with the elements that were stacked on him, and uh, I think he earned some of his stuff back. So he was super good. Just a it was a wet In weekend. In case you guys can't tell who the pushover parent is, it's it's Ryan. That, well, that's listen, Ryan. You know, <laughs> being bad is one thing, but also being good in tough situations, I think, outweighs some of the bad. I'm so. still making him scrub a damn toilet before Fine, he gets that, that video. I'm just that, kidding. That works for me because it needs to be done. Um, yeah, Saturday was Saturday was wet. Friday, the Xfinity race didn't start till like 10:30. New Smyrna got rained out. Every other track in the state got rained out. But it's funny we, you know, we yeah, slash. We're not going to talk about that. Remember, we slash I take the heat because we canceled for anyway. Oh, we're um, not going to get on. We won't. We won't. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. We'll move on from that. I'm Sa- the negative one. God damn it. Yeah. So sorry. Heck darn it. <laughs> Saturday was, like I said, just a big fail. Any uh, any final thoughts on on Saturday? No. No. I- I'm still really mad that I walked around the whole midway and could not find a Ricky's ten. I know. Shirt. What is that that all about? Liter- literally, Spire Motorsports had shirts. I went on even like Fanatics and NASCAR.com, and I already know what y'all are gonna say. Uh, Ricky's ten house doesn't have any fans. He does. Well, me. Listening to one right now, her Me. biggest fan. Like I am a legitimate Ricky Stenhouse fan. This is not just to be funny. I love the guy. He's super nice. Uh but you know, that like I'm walking around, people are wearing Corey LaJoy shirts. Shit, you got BJ McLeod shirts. I have a BJ McLeod shirt somewhere. And I can't find a Ricky Stenhouse Jr. shirt. And even like on NASCAR.com and on Fanatics and what's that other one? Race in USA or whatever Mike Smith told me to check out. Nothing. Nothing. One shirt and it's ugly. 
It's ugly. I want like the NASCAR or the Sunny D car, and I can't find nothing. NASCAR. Yeah. Stephen Nossi. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. Speaking of Mike Smith, congratulations, yes. Mike Smith and Melissa, and Melissa Smith. Smith no. Sorry we missed out, guys. I'm not. I told you guys if the race got <laughs> postponed, we wouldn't be there. Our, well, here's the thing. I guess at the end of the day, we were planning to go back up to that area anyway Yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. So. Nope. Congratulations on your nuptials. Yes. And they your are. Wedding. They're having a good time. They've been yes, all over. They're at the they are on NASCAR Hall of Fame now. Yeah. They're, they're going to North Wilkesboro. And oh, then they're going up to nice. Bristol for the Freedom Factory mm-hmm. for their honeymoon. Yeah, it's their honeymoon, not yeah, yours. Well, Shut up. It's all good. When you get married, <laughs> you can decide what. No, you won't. No, I won't nope. have any say. You in have it, zero so. say. Never mind. I'm not even going to give you the false pretense. <laughs> I appreciate the thought, though. Um, so, yeah, Saturday, wet, rainy. One of my shoes got completely soaked because it had a <laughs> hole in the bottom, and I didn't realize until I'm like, why is one of my shoes completely soaked? It's down okay. to the core. Dawson made up for it on Sunday, and he soaked both of his shoes. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute, maybe <laughs> a little bit. Um, let's uh, let's take our first break here because um, we ran into a ton of people. Please don't make me do another live reading. No, I'll, I'll only throw it to you a little bit. At least okay. you know what to expect now. Okay. <laughs> um, we ran into a bunch of people that we know. Obviously, there was a bunch of people from New Smyrna because we all had tickets and stuff. Um, but we ran into people like Casey Feaster. Who came by? Uh, we ran into Judson a couple of times. Uh, we ran into Jack and his girlfriend, of course. Well, we didn't run into them. I knew they were there. Well, we, we, were we met up. We, okay. <laughs> For some people we met up with. Some people we ran into. Like Casey just found us. Yeah. Um, and then we got. I got a phone call during the rain delay on Sunday from Rob Schultz, one of our sponsors, of course, with with Schultz Products. And uh, he came down and talked to us. And he's like, "Hey, do you think you could do me a favor?" And I was like, "No, maybe." I mean, and I was very distracted, and, and I'll get into why when we were talking to Rob. Uh, but he asked if if he said, "Hey, man, we're we're hiring. Do you think you could get some stuff out for me?" So during our first little break here, I want to take an opportunity to let you know that uh, Schultz Products, uh, Schultz Fuel Cells, Schultz Engineering—they are hiring right now. And uh, Rob, let me know they are looking for. Now they, they've got all different levels that they're hiring for, but I'm just going to go ahead and let you know what they're looking for if you're interested. They're looking for a CNC machinist and programmer. Uh, They're looking for a good mechanic for maintenance and race car prep. So if you can run a CNC machine or if you're a mechanic, you like race cars, they've got that. Marco's going to take that spot. Um, (laughs) They're also looking for an all-around person to help in the shop. And Rob put it this way. He said, somebody that can listen, that's a huge skill, um, and, and work a broom. So, I mean... Oh, so, not me. I can only listen and write a broom. You said it, not me, and that's great. Um, <laughs> if you are interested in working for Schultz Products, Schultz Engineering, um, email Rob at... it's His email... Email Rob. His email is rob at schultzproducts.com. Again, looking to hire a CNC machinist and programmer, a general mechanic for uh, around the shop and the race cars as well. Uh, great experience there, and uh, looking for shop help as well. So email rob at schultzproducts.com for more information if you are interested. And big thank you to Schultz Fuel Cells and Schultz Products for sponsoring the podcast. S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can also call their main number, 732-922-4334. Of course, they sell 
fuel cells and racing engineering products. Fuel cells and fuel cells accessories. accessories. That's they right. are located in Edgewater, Florida, off yes. of Airport Road, if anyone in that area. You, we all know where that is. Ryan might not, but everyone from Edgewater knows. Oh, where I, that is. I don't know the geographic location of Daytona, obviously. So we'll get into that later too. But uh, no, shows. <laughs> thank you for your your support of the show, and uh, they are hiring for those positions. If you're interested, um, we also thank Bromley Motorsports, one of our big supporters here on the podcast. I know they'll be in action this weekend with the Bomber Forty with Daniel Bromley behind the wheel of the '77 machine, and um, Harley and Tony have their baby shower coming up. Yeah, another event that I have to miss because I'm an ass and keep <laughs> putting. I keep making plans <clears throat> on top of plans. Uh, but no, we thank them for their support and uh, big thank you to Seventy Motorsports. Unfortunately, uh, Chris Seventy, his father just passed away. Just saw that on um, I believe it was Facebook as I was cooking dinner. Yeah, I saw that Kevin Nevahalen from NASCAR shared it. So yeah, and that was that's Chris's dad. Yeah. Okay. So um, I wanted to get on here and you know pump them up, but. Want to take this opportunity to thank 70 Motorsports for their support and uh, send our condolences to the family for yes. for the passing. I believe Brian was his name. Um, but uh, yeah. uh, what, a, what a downer of a first segment of the show. But thank you to uh, 70 Motorsports for sponsoring the show. And, uh, you know, hey, if, if Chris is at the racetrack this weekend, I know he'll be racing for Dad. If not, we understand why he won't be there. Big bomber race coming up this weekend, 40 laps. Uh, definitely a marquee event for them, so that should be a good time. So thank you to our sponsors for your support. We've got more to tell you about here throughout the episode, but, Margo, let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of this episode because there is plenty of good stuff to talk about with Sunday's race when we finally got to race. So we wake up at the crack of dawn. It's still dark out. We drive up to Daytona. We dropped Peyton off with Molly again, and I was half expecting Molly to be like, oh, by the way, nope, nope, I'm not taking her again. No, Molly wouldn't do that. So we, we dropped Peyton off. We get to the racetrack. Uh, I'm like, fine, you're <clears> staying <throat> here with her. I'm going to the race with Dawson. Heck you, boy. We out. I guess I'd watch on TV. Um, we get to the track, and we'd stopped at Starbucks to get some food, and we get to the racetrack, and we decide – we have enough time to get to the fan zone and we wanted Dawson to get the experience because he didn't get to go to the fan zone on Saturday because of the weather. Now, mind you, the trams were not running. No, the trams were running, but you couldn't get over the crossover on the front stretch. Right. So we had to walk had through to the walk. tunnel and through the infield. Because Ryan didn't want to wait for the trams because they take too long. By we, the way, that's bullshit. I waited 15 minutes. Just saying. I still got to my seats quicker than you. Just saying. I waited 15 minutes for the tram. It took you like 45 minutes to walk to your seat. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, so we and walked. No, you did not. Me and him were at the seats before you, you liar. No, I was there before you, you goof. I watched you all walk up to the seats, you silly. Um, so, yeah, we walked to the walked to the fan zone. It took a while. And he's already like, ah, my feet are hurting. This is before we even got – this is like as we got out of the car. So it's like, all right, kid, we – Suck it up. We got a long day ahead of us. Um, and now, mind you, he just started school. So he's had a cough. He's had an upset tummy. Anyways, we finally get over to the fan zone. He's like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. So We're I not going to talk about that part. Take him to the bathroom. <laughs> we go back up top, and, and Margo's like, meet us, meet, meet, meet me up here in front of the haulers on top of the, the garages. And we go to take a picture with, with Dawson, and Margo's like, Dawson, smile. And I'm like, honey, I don't think he feels good. 
And literally, as I get the sentence out of my mouth, here comes his chocolate milk. I'll let you tell the story because... He threw up chocolate milk. What is all like, over? All over. Well, he he got it all over his checkered flag vans. Luckily, they were the slip-on ones that I really don't give a shit about because they've been through like three kids. Shout out to Harley Bromley <laughs> yeah. for those. Jeez. Thank you. You have started an obsession with my kid. So <laughs> they're like his play shoes. I don't really care about them. So he gets... They, they're now not white and black checkered. They are brown and black checkered. <laughs> yes, they are. It just looks like you walked through a mud field. It which really is does. almost accurate. Um, so, yeah, he threw up all over. And he goes, but, Mommy, I didn't get any on my Bubba Wallace shirt. That's I'm right. Like, Damn right. We, we, $30 shirt, kid. So after that, we decided we were going to take the tram because I wasn't going to have him blowing chunks anymore. Yeah. I had had enough of that shit. So we're wa- we're standing in the tram line, and he just looks at me and goes, oh, no, mommy. Oh. And I'm like, shit. So I just told him, I'm like, Bubba, breathe out in through your nose, out through your mouth. Like, just calm down. Here's your poppet for a second. Yeah. So he starts, like, just breathing. And the people that were behind me in line were the ones that were standing right next to us when he threw oh, up on course. top of, of the fan zone. Oh, or they were like three people behind me, but the ones right behind me like took off Dawson's hat. They gave him like a water bottle to put on his neck because I'm like trying to find something to put on him. I'm like, shit, I don't, I don't have anything. So they're like, here, take off his hat so he can get some air through. I don't know why I thought I didn't think of that. Uh, probably because he had his hat on backwards. I figured he was probably getting airflow. Uh, and then they put a water bottle around his neck. And as soon as we sit down on the tram, he goes. Oh, I feel better. He's like, hey, this is kind of like we're going to Disney World. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, except this tram doesn't take us to Mickey Mouse. So, yeah, he, he loved the tram. He thought it was cool as shit to go underneath the track. And he's yep. like, and everybody on the tram went, woo, you know, to be obnoxious. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Of course, naturally. And then as we're pulling up, like, the tunnel in turn one, they're doing the national anthem, and then all of a sudden he just looks up and he sees the jet fly over. Perfect. And he thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Yep. And then the fireworks, I'm like, oh, well, that would have been cooler last night. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then he had to go take a picture with the Ross Chastain car just to... Well, after that, he was he was good. He ate, got some fluids in him, and, and he was good to go. So it was just a... Y'all, I'm not downplaying the situation. He was fine. Yes. He's dramatic. Uh, chocolate milk in the morning... And then going on a long walk, maybe not the best I don't want thing. everybody, oh, they're all going to think, oh, well, she knew her kid wasn't oh, feeling he, good, and she still took him to sick. Daytona. He, wasn't he was sick. perfectly fine. He's a little bit dramatic. Yeah. He's fine. All Even good. right after, he's like, I'm, I'm better. And he loved the rest of the day. He did get a little hot at, towards the end of the race because, I mean, we're racing in, you know, 1230 in the afternoon in Daytona in August. Um, so we, when they had, I told him, look, they're going to wreck pretty soon. And they had a wreck. We went down, cooled off, and he was good to go for the rest of the race. So mm-hmm. um, Dawson, overall, he just, everything was just against his first NASCAR experience, and he still had a great time. So that that is our point of the story here. That's all right. He's already excited <clears throat> for February because I told him we could probably go back a couple times because I can always get free tickets for a couple of the races in February. So. Yeah, if you get tired of speed weeks, you get that. Yep. Um, so let's talk about the actual race here, Margo. Um, like, like I said earlier, we knew this was going to get wild. Final spot of the championship. Um, I, I kind of did a epilogue to the show last week about Kurt Busch bowing out of his playoff spot. So that opened up two spots. What? Go ahead. Uh, so Kurt Busch is out, so that means the 12 and 19 are in because the rest of them are taken up by winners. 
What do you I have? still think, and I don't care how many statements Denny Hamlin's ass puts out, I still think, and I know I'm going to get shit for this, I still think Kurt Busch bowed out to make it to where Truex could get in. How'd that work for him? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. And I say this as I don't dislike Martin Truex. I like him quite a bit. He's not one of like my all-time favorites, but I do like him. But I just think it was very funny how it all played out. Well, I just... I, like, I don't think anybody was thinking that until Denny Hamlin had to go make a statement about it. Well, everybody's thinking that. Oh, were they? I didn't see anybody everybody's con- Everybody's a conspiracy theorist. I think Kurt Busch did what was best for the sport. Yeah. In, in his own health, for, first and foremost. But um, it honestly added so much intrigue to the race because you had, you had uh, Blaney, who was up by like 25 points, but they had that first wreck on like lap 30 or whatever it was when Blaney got hit hit the wall. And I'm like, that changed the whole race because when now... Blaney got hit into the wall? Yes, because the bottom lane checked up. Christopher Bell came back across the track and wiped him out. And, and Blaney's... I, I don't know how Blaney's crew got out there because they black flagged Keselowski's ass off the track and said he didn't beat the time, the six-minute clock, yet well, Blaney apparently was... Apparently, Blaney's crew is faster than Krasnowski's. I think, I think Blaney's crew uh, used all five minutes and 59 seconds of that clock to get him out. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, I, on a podcast I listened to today, they said, I don't know how he met minimum speed because they only did a lap of green to end the stage, and they said he was good. So I don't know how he met minimum stage I in a lap, but he did. I so. that earlier. So there's all kinds of things. There's some officiating stuff that maybe was questionable. Um, but I, I know our buddy Austin, and, and I think we're going to try to call him here in a minute if he's available. Um, I know he had to be just beside himself. I think his text to us was, Daytona is stupid I, I, after the crash. I have to read it. Because he's a, like, I literally did not. I was like, I don't want to text him. Yeah, because he's a Blaney oh, fan. He goes, Daytona's effing stupid. I'm going back to there that. You go. And my response was, I started to message you. and went, yeah, better not. Yep. And, and that just really changed everything. Because then Truex, uh, you know, Blaney came back on track, but he was like five, six laps down the whole night or whole afternoon, morning, whatever the hell it was. And uh, Martin Truex is picking up stage points and looks like Truex is going to make it in the playoffs. Now, if there's no new winner, they're both going to get in. But... Is Daytona. We saw a lot of different guys up front. Justin Haley led a bunch of laps. I mean, you had... Um, Chase you had, Elliott. Chase, well, Chase already has wins. Uh, you had oh. Bubba Wallace up there for a little while. Um, you had Eric Jones looking pretty fast. And you just, you never know. Eric Almirola's good on the plate tracks. Ricky Stenhouse looked great for a while. Shut so um, there was so many opportunities for a new winner, which ultimately you guys know how, how it went down. We We got that. So... Kurt Busch backing out, and I remember a couple podcasts ago, I'm like, I don't want to see all the playoff spots wrapped up before going to Daytona because it's going to take away from the drama of the race. And this points battle between Truex and Blaney was epic, and then you had the opportunity for the new winner. And then we just we had a crazy race. I mean, big wreck on, on lap Dumb. 30 um, that wiped out Blaney. And then uh stage two was completely green and we had that cool pit stop cycle with the toyotas pitting by themselves and everybody else pitting oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh they all caught each other and it was a ferocious battle for the stage um <clears throat> i know a lot of people are shitting on this race and it was one of the lowest scored races on the jeff gluck pole but in my opinion the race package at the super speedways with this car is fantastic it kind of reminds me of the late 90s package 
Um, cause they do a lot more two wide racing than three wide. Uh, they did get three wide at times, but, uh, you really, the only difference with the package now versus the, the nineties is you can break through that bubble and get to the guy's bumper and push them. So we get a lot more pushing, which leads to a lot more wrecks. Well, but, and I think a lot of the reason that all the idiots, yeah, that's right. There I go again. There you go. Oh, how um, dare you? Shit, I lost it because I just read something that said Dolly Wallenbeck. Oh, squirrel. <laughs> There's a freaking squirrel I here. think the whole reason that it was scored low on the Jeff Gluck post is it's all these people. They're like, oh, well, they should have canceled it in turn one when it started monsooning. The spotters couldn't even tell that it was running raining in turn one. There wasn't a full <clears throat> lap. Kyle Busch said it. So many people said it. There was not a full lap. They, they did not say something about rain. Not every driver said something about rain. Of course, Justin Haley's going to say it. He was leading. Yeah. Well, before we even got to that, we had... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, what? Two pretty big wrecks. Uh, Rusty was... Let's just let everybody know. We were sitting in the grandstands. Holly and Frank were there. Uh, Sean was there. Rusty was even there watching the race. I've never seen Rusty get so animated over a race when Chase Briscoe got turned around on the front straightaway. Because I was telling Dawson, like, don't worry. They're racing so hard, they're going to wreck here pretty soon. And as I say that to Dawson, Rusty goes, whoa! And, and Briscoe's getting spun around, going airborne. So we have a big wreck there. And then we have the the wreck with, um, I'm pretty sure the Michael McDowell wreck was around this point they had the the big wreck there um that collected martin truex that really um stacked up the field um you've got the briscoe wreck so two or three really big wrecks here in a state in in a period of you know what seemed like 20 laps we were just wrecking cars so the third stage just really got got wild everybody was wrecking and um as the third stage is going on we could see that storm building off the coast off turns three and four. Yeah. And I'm like, as soon as that gets here, this race is over because they're just, we're past halfway. They're just going to want to go home. But it was the storm that nobody saw coming over the main grandstand that ultimately got us. Now, yeah. NASCAR has weather radar. Um, it's kind of amazing that they didn't just say, whoa, rain is like at our doorstep. We got to, you know, I don't know why we got to wait for rain to hit to call it. But then if you don't, they're going to be like, oh, well, they called it so they could get the winner they wanted because. The, the lead change is so much of Daytona. People are going to say that. So let's talk about the, the big moment of the race. So we're there. We're sitting in the in the grandstands just past the start-finish line. A couple sections down. Were we there? We were there. Are you sure? I think so. I don't know. You just keep saying it so many times. I can't remember if we were oh, actually there I just want to reiterate. Not. People will fast forward to get the part <laughs> they want to hear. <laughs> so we're, we're sitting there. And as they're coming off turn number four, this is the lap of the big wreck. So they come off the corner, and Denny Hamlin gets the lead, and I'm literally like, oh, shit, no, because we we could kind of feel the rain. And as they cross the start-finish line, in the grands now, mind you, in the grandstands, way up there, it was raining hard as they came by. It was that hard. It the drops big were big. Drops. Big rain There's drops. a difference in big raindrops and hard rain. Well, was, was it hitting us hard? Yes. Yes. Was it pouring? No. It was getting, it was fixing no. to. No, you alarmist. And, oh, God forbid. I know. Um, <laughs> so it is raining on us as the field comes by, as Hamlin's in the lead. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, they're going to red flag I it. I preferred that. 
they're going to red flag it, and it's going to be over, and Hamlin's going to get the win. Great. And I'm just like, oh, man. And then they go to turn one. And I don't know about you, Margo, but this was one of the wildest wrecks I've ever seen in person. Like, you've got Suarez losing control down on the bottom. You've got Hamlin overcorrecting, hitting the wall. Then Suarez coming back across the track. You got Stenhouse flying through the air. I, it scared me. I was there that day in February of 2001. Yeah, it wasn't the scariest that one I've seen. But I mean, those Look, hits were brutal. You're sitting there like freaking out, and you're like, Ricky made it through while I'm grabbing your shirt because I see his roof. Oh, I, I think I said to you, who made it through? Oh, okay. I don't know. All I know is at one point, I like grab your shirt because all I can see is that bright orange roof. roof. Yep. And I'm like, shit, that's Ricky. Not that it matters. He's my favorite driver. But, I Him mean, and we, Chase Elliott. And we, they were both in it. We have the field piled up. I mean, everybody's piled up in turn one. We're It's starting to rain, and it's getting heavier. And obviously, everybody knows they went into turn one, and it started to pour. Calamity like, corner. Uh, uh, like, it wasn't that it was raining. It start, If you watch the in-car cameras, you can see just a couple of drops, and they get to turn one, and just poof, yeah. And then they all lose control. Um you know, if that had, if they had been on, on turn three when it started doing that, they probably would have had time to red flag it. But it's just tough circumstance. Um, so everybody wrecks. We're literally like, oh my god, it's it's raining. What you know, who's leading the race? Who made it through? And I, I think I asked him like, is Austin Dillon even on the lead lap? Because I had no idea. You you really lose track yeah. of what's what when you're there. Um, just an insane wreck. Had my adrenaline peaked because I'm like, God, I hope everybody's okay. Uh, we're scrambling out of the grandstands because we know it's getting ready to rain. You even talk about the best the best part about the wreck. What, what was that? Joey Logano, like on the front stretch. Oh, that was that was, was that a couple that one of wrecks was that, ago. Okay, that the, was the best part of this wreck after Ricky <laughs> somersaulted. Is he comes all the way around right in front of the flag stand, and we're like. 13 feet away from the flag stand. Yeah, we're leaving the grandstand. He's like, babe, look, Ricky's over there spinning out. I'm like, yes, he's (laughs) letting me know he's okay. Yep. He's like, I said, yeah, Ricky's going, babe, babe, it's fine. You saw my roof, but here I am. I don't think that made the broadcast either. Oh, I don't know, but that was still my favorite part of the race. It's just like not to be outdone. Ricky's like, hey, I've got one more spin for you. But wait, there's more. Uh, so that happens. And I had literally just posted something about like, you know, Ricky has been doing so good today. But I can't be excited because, well, it's Ricky Stenhouse. And I got so much shit on that post. People were like, oh, well, this aged well. This aged well. I'm like, it literally says. No, but I was like, it literally says I can't get too excited and cheer because it's Ricky Stenhouse. It's Daytona where everybody can run well and everybody can wreck. Like, it's just like, damn, people, can I be a fan? Yes, you can. And don't stop. It's almost as bad as being a Bubba Wallace fan as people just want, want to hate on you. People like to hate. That's what social media is for, I loved babe. watching the dirty looks my kid got wearing a Bubba Wallace shirt. I, I want to know if all those people gave dirty looks to the adults wearing those shirts, I'm too. sure they did because they just can't get over themselves. It's always the ones with the mullets. It's stupid. Like, if you don't want to like the man, don't like the man. Just let other people like what they like and move on with your life. It's no different than a kid wearing a Kyle Bush shirt because I, it has yeah. M&Ms on I it. I spent half the race picking on Adonis because he likes Ty Gibbs and he and it's all I spent all half the fun. race picking on Adonis because his dumb ass tried to tell me Bubba Wallace was in the wall while he was literally pitted right across <laughs> from us. I've never oh, called man. like an 11 year old a dumbass before. With, I love you, Donnie. You're a dumbass. And then what I tell Adonis, I'm like, tell her right back. Give it right and back. He to does. Her. And so he does. It's fine. We, I, had, I had such a fun time picking on him and, and he and I say picking on him, but like 
just ragging on them while we enjoyed the race. Like it, it was, it was fun. The little, the little group of people that were able to make it back for the, for the race that we sat with was fun. So, um, so yeah, the whole rain thing, what's your take on it? How do we prevent it? Should it have happened? Um, race in a dome. Race in a dome. I mean, at that point, like there's, there's wrecks. It's like, it, it, it's raining as they're going into the turn. It's not raining the hard enough that front stretch that spotters aren't calling it over. Like shit. I, I don't know. I don't know. If, what did they want him to do? Call it a lap before? I honestly... Um, I see people saying, like, you know, if it's within a two-mile radius, like, surely if we can call a red flag because of a lightning strike in 10 miles, we can for two miles, which, yeah, sure, maybe. But then y'all would complain because it we rains be every racing. 25 minutes in Florida. We could be racing. There's there's rain all around, but we could be racing. That's what we'd hear. And then there's, there's the no people solution. that are like, oh, well, they moved it from July to August. Okay, it rained in July, too. Damn, we had a rain out the weekend it would have been. I mean, here, here's the thing. It, it really started raining as they came down the front straightaway in the grandstands. I don't know what it was doing on pit road. I don't know what it was doing. All the NASCAR officials that make the calls are in the tower. The rain came from behind us and came to turn one. Apparently, they only had a spotter in the middle of the corners, not in turn one itself. Yeah. So maybe they got to get more spotters around these big-ass racetracks where it can rain at one end of the speedway and not the other. Maybe they need to take some of the officials that sit in the tower because there's more people in the damn tower that need to be there. Believe me, I know from the from the Arca East races, this is, I mean, no offense to these guys, maybe get some of your people out of the fucking tower and get them in the elements so we know what's going on. They have corner workers. The corner workers wear helmets. Yeah, they don't have enough of them. They all wear helmets. They wear safety gear. Mm -hmm. They wear fire suits and big helmets. So, you like, it's if you're a corner worker worker staring at the racetrack, unless your helmet is, like, sloped, which theirs aren't, they're very circular and straight You may not realize. Then you don't realize it. So maybe get some people in plain-ass clothes that don't need to be right near the racetrack, but around the facility to know, hey, I've got rain, you know. They have those. It's called fans. Yeah, but they, the fans aren't officials. Get some of your officials out of the tower and around but the facility to know what's going on. if the drivers are saying there's rain on their windshields, then why are we not just taking the safety? Like, take their word for it. Because you don't let it. the inmates run the asylum. What are you talking about? Have you ever been to New Smyrna Speedway? That's half the problem. And yes, I, I said what I said. I don't, I don't know. I, I, no matter what they do, it won't be right. So here's the thing: if they had made it through turn one and two, I think the yellow flag comes out on the backstretch because it was starting to rain. It's just we didn't make it, and we wrecked a lot of shit, and I it was sat brutal. There for three hours and nineteen minutes, just to watch the same fucking prick win the race. At least they finished the race. the The finish looked like an ARCA race. Uh, boring. It wasn't. It was the exactly what was I expected boring. it to be. Um, Kudos to Austin Dillon for raising his ass off and having a good teammate, Tyler Reddick. Yeah, come back kudos. Thing. Your grandpa pays Tyler Reddick's paycheck. Therefore, he's for not going to pass you or take you out because Tyler Reddick knows he doesn't have a ride for next year. Tyler Reddick earned some brownie points, I think. Not from me. Not from you because you don't like I Austin wish you would have fucking wrecked him. You went down to the end of the concourse and booed your ass off. I did. And then some lady goes, oh, you're booing Austin Dillon, but your kid's in a Bubba Wallace shirt. And it took everything in my power <laughs> for you to not deck that haggard old bitch. If you listen to this show, karma's going to bite you in the ass. And I hope your kid leaves his Legos out. Oof. Oof. Take that. So, yeah, Austin Dillon 
gets Talk through the wreck. Five year old. We restart the race three hours and nineteen minutes later, which was the quickest, as you put it, the quickest three hours and nineteen minutes of oh my your God, life. It was the funnest three hours. It was fun, too. like watching Dawson yep. play with his toy cars and just and all the know, people we fun. ran into. And, yeah, so we stuck around. A lot of people left. We stuck around. Um, I saw a freaking tornado. Uh, sorry, sorry. No, you did not. It was a snowstorm. Snow sorry, water spout. Snowstorm. So for anyone that. Not many people know this, but I love weather. Um, I love tornadoes especially. And I've never seen one. Uh, grab me one if you're going. Or are you just stretching? I was really just unsticking my butt from oh, the stool. Gotcha. But yeah, I'll grab you one. I thought, okay, well, <laughs> well, I tell this story. We'll, we'll re-up here. Uh, story time. So I'm a huge weather fan. Love tornadoes, have as a kid. And I've never seen one. I live, I, you know, I live in the middle of Florida. Well, you know, I don't live on the beach. I don't even know where the beach is relative to the racetrack. So um, I've never even as much as seen a water spout in person. Um, as the rain delay was happening, I was checking Twitter and they had, you know, the NASCAR head honcho talking about, you know, the incident, what, what they could have or what they, you know, they couldn't have done anything else. And somebody points out like, hey, it looks like there's a funnel cloud in the background of that, that video. And this was posted on Twitter five minutes ago. So I run out of the concourse back up to the grandstands and I see a low hanging cloud and I watch the cloud and it looks like it's spinning and it drops down and it goes back up and drops back down and various things are swirling around. And I'm like, I really think we got ourselves a, or at least a rotating storm, a funnel cloud of sorts back there. And it was inconclusive anyways. But in my mind, I'm like, wow, I might have actually just seen because just because it doesn't come all the way down, folks, doesn't mean it's not actually a tornado. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I might've just seen a tornado. That's freaking cool. Got some pictures, posted them. And then I don't know what possessed me, but I'm like, I'm going to go back out and look because that was really suspicious what those clouds were doing. And, um, so I go back out and I look out and there's a tornado or what turned out, sorry guys, what turned out to be a water spout all the way down. I come back out to where everybody's sitting. I'm like, guys, it's all the way down. It's actually down. It's actually a tornado. So water spout to be official. And we all went out and we stood in the rain and watched this thing for what, five minutes? Just watched it. Yeah. And it grew. It got a pretty stout looking water spout. Um, and I posted all over Twitter and I was told, I'm still being told to this day that it's a water spout. I know people, I didn't know where I was looking at, what I was looking at. I was mesmerized by the fact that I was wa- seeing a tornado during the rain delay. That was a water Either spout. way, if a water spout touches land, it is then a tornado. Just so people know, I know what a water spout is. I know what a tornado is. Some guys like, is it, does this guy really know what he's looking at? I'm like, well, he literally has a degree in the shit. So yeah, I think he does. Well, I studied I studied some weather courses in college. My degrees in, in my agree. Ooh, they Envi- gave me one. environmental science. Environmental I don't know. Science. But I, I took some weather courses, so that's why I know some of these terms. Um, it's not like you're an etymologist. But I mean, but actually, yeah, you are. Never yes, mind. a water spout <laughs> is typically way weaker than a tornado that forms over land. Uh, it is still a rotating column of air. And if it comes aboard uh, land, even if it dissipates quickly, it can still screw some stuff up. So if I so. exhale for a long time in a circle, am I a tornado? Well, you have around. to have, first of all, you have to have I don't lift. Care. You I have don't to have care. Can we not? Rotation. 
Fine, I'll stand it. on a jack as somebody jacks it up. Not jack. I'll stand on a jack. You gotta get the jack. fans going in a circle. I don't have any fans, honey. Only haters. That's right. So no tornadoes here. So anyways, went to, <laughs> went to the race, saw myself my first ever water spout with my own eyes, and it was way the hell out there. And some poor kid in the grandstand is like, oh my God, I, a tornado. No, he's freaking out. I'm like, uh, it's way out there. It's not coming here. Don't worry about it. It's just really kid. cool to he see. He had a pop it. He was not, fine. No, Dawson was like, oh, cool. I'm going back in there now to play with my cars. Um, but no, super cool little side note from, from the race. Um, at the end of the day, when the dust and the rain settled, Austin Dillon wins. He's in the playoffs. Margo's like, did I really just sit through all that for this? All of her boys wrecked out. Look, and before anyone comes at me, I don't know why I don't like Austin Dillon. I was never a Dale Earnhardt fan, so it's not like the, oh, he didn't deserve the ride in the number three. I don't think he deserves a ride at all. I think his grandfather just handed it to him, but that's besides the point. I'm not a big Austin Dillon fan, but I'm not an Austin Dillon hater, I and think he wins a, I so think infrequently fake. that I have no issue with it. So he's Austin Dillon, fake. I don't like his show. I think it's stupid, but... Kyle Busch um, deserved that show. Austin Dillon is the winner. Tyler Reddick second, 1-2 for RCR. Both cars in the playoffs. Austin Sindrick <laughs> almost won the Daytona 500 and the Coke Zero 400. He finished third. Then a couple but of guys... But Austin Dillon took him out, so like he didn't... No, he, he, he moved him. But everybody was moving everybody all day long. Uh, Landon Castle with a fourth place finish. Noah Gregson, his first ever top five. Cody Ware was sixth. BJ BJ McLeod McLeod. is seventh. Martin Truex Jr. eighth, but ultimately not in the playoffs. David Reagan ninth. And Kyle Busch still got a top ten after all that. Um, That tells you what kind of crazy day it was. Ty Gibbs was like 150 laps down all day long. He finished 13th. Just a... A crazy day, a crazy race. Um, definitely one of the craziest ones of the year. Um, I did go ahead and score this thing on our scorecard, Marco's favorite part of the show. Um, I gave the racing a nine for what I talked about earlier about, you know, I think the package is perfect for this car. Uh, excitement, gave it a nine. The finish, I gave it a four because it was like watching an ARCA race. Uh, lead changes, 39. The most lead changes of the entire season. So, this race is 100 miles shorter than the 500, yet it had way more lead changes. Uh, I always like lead changes, so that was exciting for me. Enjoyment, gave it a 10. Was it the best conditions? No. Was it the best race in the world? No, but damn it, I was entertained. I was entertained. I was entertained. Were you entertained? I was entertained. Uh, so overall, it scores an 8.4, our highest race since 8.4, man. We haven't beat that since the Coke 600 back in Memorial Day weekend. So, um, overall, we still have a D, Margo, 6.75 on the season. How did it go down? It didn't. It was at 6.68 last week, and it's up to 6.75 now. Slowly creeping up hard. <coughs> These get degrees, I guess. We, over the playoffs, we might get this thing into C territory, but that's our scorecard. That is our recap of Coke Zero 400. Any final thoughts on the race? Woohoo, NASCAR. Ooh, let's start the playoffs. Let's um, quickly, before we take our next break here, uh, let's talk about our NASCAR playoff bracket. Now, in the playoffs, in, in order, we have Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, who gets in on points. We did have 16 different winners. If Kurt hadn't got hurt, we would have had 16 winners in the playoffs, and that's it. Nobody on points. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. This is why I love having you on the show. We get the best little phrases from her. Uh, then it's Harvick, Bell, Bush, Briscoe, Suarez, Sendrick, Bowman, Dillon. So we fill out a little scorecards here. 
who are the four drivers that you have that don't make it out of the round of 16? Damn it. Hang on, because I had them marked that don't make it out of the round of 16. Yeah. Well, tell me who you're, who, who makes it into the next round. We'll do it that way. Okay, now that I got them figured out. Okay, well then, then who nope, the I'm four? Just, no, you made you. I lost it now. Okay, sorry. So in the round of twelve, mm-hmm. I have Chase Elliott. Okay. Denny Hamlin. Okay. Joey Logano. Okay. Kyle Busch. Mm-hmm. Ross Chastain. Mm-hmm. Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. William Byron. Ryan Blaney. Tyler Reddick. Kevin Harvick. Daniel Suarez and Alex Bowman. That's right. Austin Dillon. Austin Sendrick. Chase Briscoe and Christopher Bell aren't making it. All right. So I have the four that I have not moving on from the round of 16 are Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe. I just don't see enough in Chase Briscoe for him to move on. He chokes. Yeah. Alex Bowman has been non-existent since backing into his win. I'm sorry. I have him out. And then this was tough. Uh, My final person in is Cindric. So Suarez will not go to the round of 12. I think Cindric has shown enough to to escape the first round. So, who did not go? Who who do you have in the round of eight? Uh, do you want to know who I have in or who I have out? Hang on, one or the other. Because now I can't math to do it. Oh, I have out. I have Bowman, Suarez, Harvick, and Reddick. So okay. in would be Elliot, Blaney, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Chastain, Larson, Byron, and Logano. So in my round of eight, not transferring from the round of 12 are William Byron because he is just, he's fallen off a cliff since the last Darlington race. This was tough, but I got Kevin Harvick not making it. He had a two real good race streak, but I just, I think he's going to choke in the playoffs. I have Christopher Bell out and then I have Austin Sindrick out. So my round of eight is Elliot, Logano, Chastain, Larson, Hamlin, Blaney, Reddick, and Bush. Who's your four? My final four, I've got Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, and Denny Hamlin. And it was tough. All right. Who do you have? Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, William Byron, because I think he can pull off Homestead. Oh, okay. And Ross Chastain. Oh, you think Ross Chastain's going to make it to the final four Um, without getting dumped? I was either going to have to pick Ross Chastain or, like, Kyle Lar- Hang on, because I, I explained to Austin why I picked it, because I sent it to Austin, and I explained to him why I picked Chastain. Oh, I picked Chastain because I didn't want to go with my immediate, which would be Larson, and have three Hendrick cars. Mm. But I feel like William Byron, has he's, he's good at Texas, he's good at Charlotte, and he's good at Homestead, so I feel like he could maybe make it if he's lucky. Um, and... Larson and Ryan Blaney, who are the other two options of mine, just kind of have shit luck, and I don't want to make it worse by picking them. I'd rather jinx William Byron. But we we both agree on Elliot and Logano, which yeah. is interesting. And then I I took the safe picks. Like Hamlin's been there. He's all even though his season's not that good, he's got enough playoff points where he can. Yeah, I I know that Byron and Chastain are kind of wild cards, but I feel like they're up there, and William Byron's good or decent at enough of these tracks. And Ross Chastain's just lucky when I don't fucking want him to be. So, so you you feel like William Byron's going to do enough with his playoff points to get through the first couple of rounds and win Homestead and transfer to the Final Four? All right. I can hope, right? So who you got as your champion? Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Duh. And I literally put, I don't know, I just want Chase to win the championship because it's Dawson's birthday. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I've got Joey Logano because he's good on 
the flatter tracks in Phoenix is the championship race. He won at uh, he won at Gateway, which is almost like an elongated Phoenix, and won at the Coliseum. And where's his other win? Oh, Darlington, which is comparable but not the same. So we'll see but how that's we do. How I picked my um, my round of twelve are the ones that transferred to the round of eight. Yeah, I was like, okay, Ryan Blaney's won at Texas and Charlotte or Talladega and Charlotte. Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin are both really good at these. Uh, like, I just went by their wins, and I'm like, uh, to go to the round of twelve, I'm like, okay, Hamlin's won at Kansas and Darlington, like four times each. Yeah, Kyle Busch is really good at like where oh, everywhere because he's Kyle Busch. And then, like, for all of them, I just have Chase Elliott over and over again because I want him to be the champion. Because who doesn't want their, act, like, their favorite driver to become the champion? I mean, obviously, that's why we watch, right? Yeah. So, you've I've, got... I think I've, Elliott's the, the favorite pick right now. He's like, probably the favorite. Honestly, if uh, Larson manages to pull one out and get a championship, I don't... Like, I'm not going to be mad because, in the end, I am a Hendrick Motorsports fan and Ricky Stenhouse. So, there's that. And, uh, it's you past know. his bedtime. We can't get a hold of him. We can't get a hold of him? Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, I'm, I'm messaging him now because I want to know what, what it was like to have your, your driver fighting for his playoff life. So we'll see. Maybe we'll um, hear from Ricky Austin. Stenhouse. It was real stressful, and he didn't. No, I'm just and then he tried to flip. He's flipping out for you. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we're going to see if, if Austin's available. We're going to have him call him the show quickly. Tell us about his drama-filled day because if that race doesn't go back green after the rain delay, Blaney's out in Truex. Yeah, in. I know. So that was that was crazy. Uh, again, and all that added playoff drama for Kurt from Kurt Busch, and it got a Ford and a Chevy in, and no extra Toyotas. So let's take a quick break here. Uh, on the other side, we have a little bit of a uh, l- little bit of news from Thunder Road. We've got some upcoming races in New Smyrna. We'll hand out our Richard Cranium Awards, and we'll take our final break, and then we'll hear from Kenny about the Xfinity race on Saturday. So. Big thank you to some of our partners here, including our friends at Jeff White Racing. Of course, uh, Jeffrey White coming off a second place finish in the EMOD. Trucks are back in action this weekend. Uh, they sponsor the Pro Truck segment of the show. So we'll hear all about that race this weekend with Jeff White Racing. Jeffrey White, of course, leading the point standings, probably the favorite for the victory this Saturday night in the trucks. We also thank Andy Morrison with Never Give Up. Um, Andy will pick up your your car parts and pieces, whatever you need picked up there. Get with Andy. And, of course, he's all around the Speedway supporting the bomber divisions when he can. So we appreciate Andy and his support. And a big thank you to our good buddy Ron Alessandro at 124 Welling and Fabrication. What did you just say? Ron Alessandro. No, I sound like Ronald. We'll go back and listen. Uh, <laughs> we thank his company, 124 Welding and Fabrication. Uh, you can find them on Etsy by searching 124 Welding and Fab. And uh, he's going to have his uh, his holiday stuff open. When is it October. Now? And we may be doing a discount code. Yeah, yeah. Keep listening for that. Mm-hmm. The but, world may never know. It might happen. It may not. He'll be taking holiday orders, and he does great metalworking. Um, great for man caves, great for gifts, great for just general decorations around the house. And, uh, and by man cave, Ryan means kitchen. <clears throat> yes, or, or, or whatever. I modified hanging in my kitchen. It's like my I said, general decorations, folks. Check out 124 Welding and Fabrication and Ron D'Alessandro. 
Uh, he tried some new techniques today that I don't think worked out so well. I think that was a joke. I think it was too. Sometimes I see the stuff and I'm like, oh my God, I hope this poor man is joking because he's going to him like 45 minutes on the phone this morning. It was like 30 minutes. Uh, what, uh, favorite. what a wild week, man. And, um, it all started with the ran out of the Clyde Hart Memorial, of course. Um, but that means we got to sit around and watch the racing at Thunder Road and you got to see your first run what you brung from there. What what do you think of their I don't version like of spectator that crap, racing? So, I mean, you just don't like it at all, huh? No, I'm not huge on the gimmick bullshit. But hey, they make it work. Well, what did you think of the Durango rolling over? That was I, pretty wild. I need to go out do him. No, not in ours, <laughs> please. I, I love that. Uh, I would never do it in my Durango. <laughs> I had so many people that listen to the show watching Thunder Road now. Uh, Aaron Foy was watching it. I know Bob was watching. Mike Smith was watching. I know there's probably a handful of others, but Aaron Foy met, uh, commented on my post. He's like, we need Durangos for spectator racing now. I just like my, my post and I was like, hey, uh, bud. Yeah, this thing's like, it's got really high rollover ratings. It's a great SUV for the family, but don't go do some stupid shit. Guy goes out and, and literally rolls over. I like, probably race. just told his wife, hey, I'm going to go get some milk and bread. Yeep. Yeah. Um, so what happened? Um, tree fell. Boulder I mean, got me. Moose. His moose. 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 That's what I would say. Speed moose. bump. Yes, I hit a speed bump. No, I didn't. <laughs> speed bump the moose. The the craziest part was that that beautiful what was that Gen three Camaro. Oh my god. So now they do their run with your brunks. They have a four cylinder and then they have six and eight cylinders. No, the best one was the um the. Vermont Mountaineers, the uh, oh the bullpen, the car. bullpen car, yeah, that's, it's oh a '68 Volkswagen Bug, but it's just the chassis, mm-hmm. and they have like a huge baseball cap on top of and it. And they made it to the finals against a Humvee. Yeah, but they had yeah. it against, and I'm like, um, they had some gimmicks out there to make it fun. It was great. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so they get to the end of it, and they crown the the two class winners, if you will, and then they get the crowd who was loving it, by the way. Uh, they get the crowd into it, and they want to see the two winners square off. So you've got the Camaro versus the oh god, what it was, was it? A Honda Fit. Honda Fit, but okay. it looked more like a Chevy Spark. So same thing. Yeah, it's one of those little hatchbacks, little four cylinder hatchback, and they they're they're racing each other, and they gave the the four cylinder a head start, like like on the show Pink's, and uh, they go down the back straightaway, and the Camaro's got his head of steam, and he's flying up there. They scrape oh, paint a little I bit. Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So they almost wreck each other going into turn three. The the four cylinder car backs out, and the Camaro just sends it into three and four and gets yeah, loose. The four cylinder had anything to back out of. His, his, I think he crapped his pants. He lays. He lets off the gas and loses every ounce of horsepower. Yes, yes. All four cylinders completely stop working, and uh, the Camaro goes into the corner and just gets behind on the steering and overcorrects and just pancakes the Widowmaker. But they said that that was like they literally brought that out to do that. The guy's got like two more. Well. It was successful because the crowd loved it. I mean, it put on a show. My favorite was watching them hook up the Durango that flipped in Christmas shot. It's just like, the fuck, man? (laughs) (laughs) They knew. They had to know it's going to happen. He's like, I I knew this shit was going to happen. He's like, that's not an insurance write-off, sir. No, no, no. Yep. Yep. You signed your waiver. That's why, like, I don't understand why people would freak out if there's too many spectator vehicles or something bad happens in a spectator race. Like, that's why the crowd comes. They want to see somebody wreck their shit. And you know what? That's why... (coughs) <coughs> Pardon me. That's why if somebody toes in something, 
to race, just let them race. Let them oh, okay, fun. mister, that's not legal if you tow it in. I don't think they should be able to win. You They'll also get the should money. be able to have a T-top Camaro out there, Eddie Evans. I didn't, I didn't call him out. But huh? anyway... Um, I did. If you can't have if you can't have a convertible, you shouldn't be able to have a T-top Camaro. Guess what? Those those little T-tops. Do you know what it takes to to to, to take? <laughs> do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, I actually do. Sorry, I have a stutter. Oh. Do you know Do you know how much it look. takes to take the Damn. T-tops off? It literally, you turn it and you pop it. That's all it takes. If he if Dawson's he was got a couple poppets. If he was to flip that thing, those T-tops could. Well, and there's your skull. He's not his waiver. He's got a helmet. Anyway, a very entertaining uh, product there. Uh, the four-cylinder wins at the end of the day. But as far as actual racing goes, the late model feature was awesome. Marcel got new shoes for his shell. He did. One. And he it's a black one. Here, take the black one. <laughs> Neko Wafers, proud sponsor of the Racing with Ryan podcast. Um but no, Marcel uh, chased down Chris Pelkey with like two to go and passed him on the outside and won in a photo finish. So that was great. If you don't like the gimmick stuff, fast forward through that and go watch the late model feature because it was pretty darn spectacular. That's not the only one that was pretty darn spectacular. Yeah, not a whole lot else um, really standing out. As a matter of fact, I can't even remember who won the Tiger race. Let me go. Gordy. Let me look at. No, it was not Gordy. He was DQ'd too many years. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, All guys. Right. <laughs> so Marcel Gravel wins over Daryl Morin in the late model feature. Uh, the overall four-cylinder run with Jabron winner was Peter Childs. They actually have this in the results in a 2007 Honda Fit. And then Nathan Felch yeah, was I'm in gonna the... I'm going to take his word for it. Uh, Nathan Felch was in the 1988 Chevy Camaro out of Barrie, Vermont. Uh, in the Tigers... Oh, by the way, the late model said 20 cars again. <clears throat> Remember what we talked about last week? No. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, in the Tigers, Tanner Woodard won over Mike Bilodeau and Derek Calkins. 24 Tiger cars showed up. In the street stocks, it was rookie Curtis Franks getting the win over Scott Weston and Jamie Davis. A whopping 32 cars. Oh, Michaela Bowen was DQ'd. She finished in the top 30. She was DQ'd due to weight. Uh, but 32 cars showed up. That is one thing I would, I would, if I was a tech guy, I would never DQ a female driver oh, for weight. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Um, I'd be terrified. And then in the Warriors, they had 18 cars show up, and Ryan Sayers wins over Nick Copping and Frank Putney. So, very good program by Thunder Road. Definitely a fun way to end their Thursday night program. They have the Labor Day Classic ACT race coming up this Sunday on Flow Racing. So, no Thursday racing, but Sunday. Um, we'll be watching that at some point next week after we do all our stuff. So, what? Eh. What? I have to shout out. Go ahead. John Smith. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Went yes. up to Oxford playing Speedway. Don't ask me who won the Oxford 250. Don't give a shit. Don't John care. Smith oh, went out. Um, don't care. I don't care. I just said don't ask me. I don't care. John Smith went out with his vintage car, his Florida Southern Ground Pounder, and won like the fourth race he's won on his little summer tour. So, yeah, there will be a story about him coming up on both the Racing with Ryan podcast, yeah, surprise, and the Florida Southern Ground Pounders Facebook page. Awesome. Yeah, he he's run into my dad now a couple times. They're becoming great friends because they have uh, all kinds of pictures. By the way, it was Cole Butcher who won the Oxford 250. You literally said don't ask me because I don't I care. didn't ask you. I looked it up, miss. <laughs> I was just letting our listeners know that uh, we care. Um, yeah, Oxford 250 happened. Didn't watch it. Sorry. Didn't have time. Um, 
Let's see, what else do we have to cover here? Um, so New Smyrna Speedway has some big racing coming up this weekend. We have three marquee features. We have the JNC Great All Modified 50. Uh, we have, I'm just kidding. Hopefully we get enough cars. I think Dalton's coming, isn't he? Unless he DNSs. Unless he DNSs. Um, so we have the, the <laughs> Modified 50. Um, we have the LKQ Superstocks with another 50. They just had one like three weeks ago. I think it was a reschedule, so hopefully they get a, get a few more cars back. Bomber A40, really looking forward to that. Um, I think I'm really looking most forward to the trucks. Should be a good field of trucks. I know you'll Me be too. sponsoring for sponsoring. I'm God not sponsoring it. him. You'll be spotting for Jack. Yeah. Um, I think we'll easily have 12 to 15 trucks. Should be a great show. And then the sportsman will be there, so it'll probably rain out. Pretty excited. Jack thinks he's got the fuel problem figured out on the truck. Good. So as long as we can figure out the driver. Um, we. That's not a. That just sounded really bad. In two weeks, we have the reschedule of the Clyde Hart Memorial, which will now be a Twin 50 event to help make up for one of the other Sunbelt Series races that was rained out. So two 50-lappers raced three and four for the Sunbelt Series in one night. With that, in my opinion, the main event, the uh, the EMOD 2000-to-win race, that 50-lapper will also be September 10th, plus Mod Minis, Bomber Bees, and I think Ground Pounders that night as well. Yes. So two really big events coming up, and, and this is what always happens. I'm going to Auburn now. Okay. Um, I'm just kidding. This always seems to happen. The schedule starts off kind of light, and we get all these races in, and then we start raining out, and the end of the season becomes so big race heavy because we've had to move so many things. So we got three 50-ish lapper, 50 lapper races this week, and Bomber are 40, but you know what I mean. And then we have three 50s the next week with two for the late models and one for the E-Mods, which is going to be a spectacular race. I think there's going to be – there should be 15 to 18 cars for that E-Mod race from from the I'll from take the your word for it. Uh, that's one of the divisions that I watch them when they're out there, but I don't really just uh, – They're In my opinion, they are the better modified, open-wheel modified, not tour mod – let me finish because you gave me that look. Like, you crazy boy. Boy, bye. Um, but no, I'm talking like weekly divisions. I'm I think- not trying to did, like diss on them. I just don't care. Gotcha. It's kind of like super stocks. I just don't. Oh, I love Like, them. I watch them. And if there's something exciting, yeah, we'll talk about it. But I'm like. <laughs> what class do okay. you like? None of them, really. Why are you on my show? I don't like racing anymore. Why are you on my show? To talk shit and piss people off. Okay, thank Duh. you. Thank you. Now we've come to the conclusion. Also because EJ pays you for me <laughs> to be on the show. There you go. Got to keep the sponsors happy, right? I like Bomber uh, So that's what's coming up at uh, New Smyrna. That's what's going on at Thunder Road. There's no around the state today because around the state was it rained. Um, anyway, uh, let's give out our Richard Cranium Awards. I haven't heard back from Austin, so I probably should have messaged him early in the day. But I know that he was sweating bullets through that whole cup race I'm was, sure we'll I put him on suicide watch <laughs> it's all right well you know what we'll, we'll talk to him on the hot mic tomorrow and we'll save that for for that Better show be, oh it is tomorrow. so that show's got some content oh. um because nobody races this weekend so we'll be talking about the same stuff uh we'll save that for that show that's uh, okay yes, three shows to talk about the same shit well listen people Do like these people not have families i don't know I can't wait till December. Austin I, doesn't. I we are Austin's God, family. I swear to God, you if you volunteer to announce at any other racetrack between December and February, no. If it pays. No. 
Okay. No. Let's give out our Richard Cranium Awards of the week. Do you have one? Go. I've given you this whole episode to think of one. You don't have one? Go. Okay. So mine goes, without naming names, to the person who wanted to get on my... And I know we said we weren't going to talk about this. You told me specifically you were not getting on here and talking about the people that are constantly negative and bash and blah, 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 blah. So find a new Richard Cranium. I'm giving this person the Richard Cranium Award because they came on my Facebook post that had nothing to do about what they were talking about, said some really nice things, deleted it, put another thing on there, and then said... Hey, call me. Gave me their phone number. I took a break from work, went outside to call them. They retracted the message. So I found their phone number, called them. They didn't answer. They didn't call me back. So that just tells me they are nothing but a keyboard warrior, and they like to stir stuff up for no reason and are not man enough to talk about it. So that person, and if you saw the post, you know who it is. And if they're listening, you know who I'm talking about. You win the Richard Cranium Award because you're not man enough to actually talk things out. So that is my Richard Cranium of the week. People that like to be keyboard warriors and aren't brave enough to talk about it. Who's yours? I don't have one because all I do is sit on this show and bash people and call them idiots. I'm such a dumbass. You call them asshats, though, don't you? Idiots, asshats, whatever. It's all the same, right? Fuck them all. All right, there you go. Who do you like? Um, Ricky Stenhouse, that's it. Shine down. In modified, tour modifieds. Ryan Priest. It's his butt. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can you edit that part out? Absolutely I just remembered not. who listens to this. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not, I don't, do you know how much more work I have to do to edit that out? <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I don't care. Oh, um, goodness. Your answer to who do I like? Like three people. Like three people. Like three I'm people. not even one of them. No, so you're not. don't even get on your high horse and start. Anyway. All right. Now seems like a good time to take a commercial break. Don't you think? I'm trying to think of who I like. <laughs> if you haven't thought of it yet, you don't like, I like nobody. CJ. I like Harley. You like Tony? Tony's cool. <laughs> you like Austin? I like Austin. You seem to tolerate Jack, all right. Yeah, I like Jack. Jack's cool. Yeah. I like um, Dalton. Dalton, yeah. Phil's all right. Phil's all right. Yeah. He's a douche, but yeah. he's all right. Yeah, there. Jay, he's cool. But <laughs> he he goes to steakhouses to get chicken, <laughs> so, you know. You know, I tried to call him to <laughs> Uber Dawson <laughs> to hold it. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, we'll call it a baby. I was like, we'll call it a baby boober. And he goes, that's what you are. And I'm like, damn it. He's not wrong. He's not. He's not wrong. And then he was like four hours away, so that so, sucks. <laughs> since the show is falling off the rails at this point, and it's late, and um, I think we're getting tired of talking, let's take a quick commercial break and thank the rest of our sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Big thank you to EJ Wilcoxon and American Auto. I mean, let's face it. He's the reason you're on the show, right? Oh, he called me the other day. He did. He's like, oh, yeah, I see that you guys, you know, you just get a lot of hate. And I don't know I don't know if anybody ever picks up the phone and just says, hey, Margo, I'm proud of you. The answer to that is no, EJ. My, pa- my, my mom's dead. Nobody calls me oh, to tell me they're proud of me. So there's that. Well, he's, he's very good to us. Thanks, and, EJ. And he doesn't have to be, but he chooses to be, and we appreciate him. Of course, that's, uh, that's his business, American Auto, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. 
386-428-1941 for all your automotive needs and for fast, affordable, dependable services. You can always count on American Autos, so make sure you check them out. Um, You know what? EJ says one of the best ways that you can give back to him is to go and leave a review of American Auto on Google. So go do that. If you've, you know, if you've been part of the Dash for Cash for the Super Stocks, if you've brought your car to American Auto and they treated you well, make sure you return the favor and uh, let them know. Give them a good Google review. He says he appreciates that. Um, We thank Ken Copley. I know the Emonis didn't race this week, but, uh, you know, he took the time on, what was it, Monday? Monday was the 29th? Yeah. He took the time on Monday. Right. And he just called me and said, hey, just wanted to call you and say happy birthday. So, Oh, yeah, that's right, everybody. This week, Ryan's birthday was yesterday. He's an old fossil. I want to thank the couple hundred people that posted on my Facebook wall. That was overwhelming uh, in in a good way um, that you guys would take the time to, to thank me. So thank you to Ken. Ken Copley getting a, a shout out here on the show for just for supporting the show first of all, but picking up the phone just to say happy birthday because he didn't have to do that, man. He's a busy man, uh, so we appreciate him and and thanks to everybody that reached out either via my Facebook or or text message. A ton of you guys. It, it's funny, I you know for all the hate that we supposedly get because we actually talk about the things that are going on in and around the world of racing that we're involved in. Um, to have all you people show your support there and say happy birthday. I'm not a big birthday person. I'm not a big spotlight person, but it meant a lot. So thank you guys very much for that. And thank you to uh, a big spotlight person says the guy who stands in the spotlight every week. No, but I don't make it about me. You know, I, I I don't do the show for me. I do do it for the people. I do it for the people, man. You know what I'm saying? For the people. And um, we thank one of our newest sponsors here at the Florida Southern Ground Pounders, who Margo told you so gracefully about. Last week when I Not put her on the spot. Again, sorry. Um, and, and that comes from uh, Toby Smith. So, of course, the Ground Pounders, they run the vintage cars about once a month, put on a good show. And, um, I mean, that's how we know Ron. That's how we know Toby. That's how we know John Smith. Uh, great group of people. Uh, fun division to have as uh, as part of the New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, a lot of great history in those race cars. They're all right. They're all right, she says. That's that's all she's got. They're all right. Uh, but, no, big thank you to the Florida Southern Ground Pounders. Their next race was part of the... Rescheduled Clyde Hart Memorial. Yeah. On September the 10th. Damn it, I have to be there. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You got you got work. You got business. I want to go to Auburndale. Well, you got business. You got stuff to do. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to. Maybe Auburndale will rain out. You can go the next time. Maybe New Smyrna will rain out. Shut up, <laughs> Margo. God, no wonder everybody hates you. God. Oh, look. It's my, <laughs> my cup of cares is a lot like my beer. <laughs> Empty. Empty. Oh, anyway. Um... Let's move into the final portion of the show. Most oh of this. Oh my God, there's more. Yeah, just just a quick portion. <laughs> I'll let you go to bed because you're ready for bed. You're feisty. Um, <laughs> we're ki- we're not I'm kidding. So uh, tired. I know. Um, so we got we we've got Kenny coming up on the show here. I recorded an interview with with him earlier today. Literally five minutes after we hung up the phone, he sends me a text and goes, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "What?" And I look. Jeremy Clements had his win, not his win <laughs> taken away, but Jerry, Jeremy Clements in post-race tear, not post-race teardown, but they took the engine to the R&D center. So, and, yeah, post-race. So, it was after the race. Post-race, but not at the racetrack. So, there's a difference. 
illegal intake manifold in the engine that he used. So his win is encumbered. They didn't take the win away. It still counts. It's still career, career win number two, but he can't use it for the playoffs. Yeah, because he cheated. So he's out of the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, he cheated. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. You fucked yourself, bud. So just when I thought, ooh, the Xfinity playoffs are interesting now, we got a we got a, a driver winning. You'll you'll hear it in the interview coming up. I'm like, yeah, playoffs just blew up because now we got a close playoff battle for who's going to get the final spot. Not anymore. Clements is still playoff eligible if he legally wins another race, but he keeps the victory, but the win is encumbered. He loses ten championship points. He loses a whole bunch of money. His crew chief. It's it's what a what a black eye to what was already a black eye of a race. Yeah, it's almost as if they could have prevented it by, you know, not using illegal parts. Well, I mean, yeah, first and foremost, but it just, it takes away, my point is it takes away from the storyline and it sucks that it happened. But yes, Margo is absolutely right, 100%. Yes, I said that and I admit it. And it's on tape. Um, this is You well, can't edit it out. It's on, it's on a hard drive technically, and then it'll go out on the internet. But and so it'll be forever. It's actually not on tape, though. It's, it's been recorded, you smart Thank ass. you. Thank you. Thank you for getting the podcast terminology correct. Um, so, my goodness. That's in their radio show they do. Got that. Right. Abuse of a microphone. Oh, my God. Who's the spotter on? <laughs> <laughs> what? This is going to be a real, real fun question for you to answer. Okay. Who's the spotter on Door Bumper Clear? <laughs> Which one? There's three of them. Yes. Brett Griffith. That one. Uh, he's that the him. spotter for J- him. Uh, Justin Haley. Him. Who was pissed. Him. Yes. He's the one that's like, if I ever retire from motorsports, or what, he went off on Twitter. Yeah. About the rain thing. He was pissed. And he was pissed on the entire show. It's a good listen. That's it. That was my question. I Brett couldn't Griffin. remember yeah. it. Yeah. Or Brett Griffin. Sorry. I can't ever get those two names correct for... Anyway. Um, so... TJ uh, Majors. That's Alex Brad Kozlowski. And then Freddie Kraft for Bubba Wallace. How the fuck did I do? Good, good group of people. Good, good pot. If if you think this is a shit show, go listen to that. Oops, <laughs> I, I had the damn, uh, had the damn skid marks on. If you Oops. think this is a pen, a shit show, go watch, listen to Jesse Punch or Jana, whatever the fuck her name oh, is. Let's not go there. Um, I heard enough of her over the PA the other day. They used her as the hype woman <laughs> during the rain delay, and I'm just like, or during the. Uh, Stage breaks are like, get loud, get loud. I'm like, uh, if you came to my section and told me to get loud, I'd probably get loud telling you off. Bless her heart for doing her job. Um, she doesn't have a personality. <laughs> well, neither do I, apparently, I, according I, to some people. I, I just get on here and like free talk with a microphone. Well, she didn't get her job because of her personality, honey. No, she got it because of her daddy. Correct. And I think some people were thinking I was going another direction with that. And do you know what mm-hmm. I got from my daddy? <laughs> Emotional damage. Oh. Okay, so we're getting deep with this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. On this segment of the show, we dive deep into the mind of Margot and we learn about her philosophies and why she is the way that she is. I was trying to figure out what TikTok quote I can throw in there because I do one every week and I didn't want to do the corn song again. It's corn. Justin Allgaier's, uh, I, I think he turned his car into cream corn, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> If you know, you know. Um, yes, the juice. <coughs> oh, okay. So quickly, because we need to get the hell off the show. Um, sorry, this last segment has been crazy, but you know, just play it, play the thing, so people know. 
Play what? Play the song. You just had it up. No, I didn't. No, that, didn't. That's a little kid going, oh, you want me to say motherfucker to you? <laughs> that's my other Oh, favorite. that's real bad. Don't play that. Don't play that at all. Okay, Margo, so before we before we get off of here, and then I can put the interview at the end of this thing and let that be the third <laughs> segment. Xfinity race, yay or nay, complete shit show. Oh, it was a complete shit show. And we stayed up till we drank like three more beers than we needed to for that race, but we needed them because it was <laughs> that crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I was just ready for it to be over. I yeah. was so tired. I knew that I would be the one getting up, getting the kids ready, packing up the car for Peyton. You packed, the, you packed up the car before the race started because you, you. I were still antsy had to take her bed down. I had to deconstruct the playpen. I was just. I was like, I'm ready to go to bed. I want to so, go to sleep. Needless to say, when they threw the checkered flag. After or they threw the yellow after the white flag, you were totally okay with it. Yes, because the race I was don't over. believe in racing back to the checkered. So yeah, I was perfectly fine with it. Why not? That's what Dale Earnhardt. It gets people smooshed. The race was green when Earnhardt crashed. I was using him as an example. A racing back to the checkered gets people killed. It gets people in danger. It. I don't believe in it. I think it's dangerous. Fair enough. Um, lots of big wrecks. The race was green when Earnhardt died, as if I wasn't there. Were you there? Yeah, I was, sitting in turn two. Did you tell us that earlier? Yeah, sitting in turn two. (laughs) So a lot of of big wrecks. Um, Surprise winner, which, I mean. Not anymore. No, he still won the race. Oh, shit, that's right. He still won. It just, like, doesn't matter as much, you know? It's like when a cup guy wins, and it's like, well, it doesn't count for the playoffs, doesn't count for anything. It just takes away from... Kind of like when the Browns win. It doesn't count for let's, much. Let's not talk about the Browns. <laughs> They're not even worthy of being talked about right now. Oh, boy. But, yeah, that Xfinity race was um, – it was something. It happened. Um, but our good friend of the show, Kenny, went to the race. It was That was the first time he's seen a NASCAR race at Daytona, and he's lived in that area for a long time. And he's, like, 40? Yeah, something like that. Wow. Yeah. I, I, he – he went to a Rolex race back in the day before they built the new stadium. So this was his first experience at the big NASCAR race. So um, so there were a lot of first experiences. Kenny's yeah. first race, Dawson's yep. first race. Peyton's first time hanging out with like an actual babysitter. I was talking about like first races. I guess, I guess not everybody's life has been so blessed that they can yeah. get to go to their first race at five. Well, I, I, I had <clears> to tell Dawson, I'm like, you know, this is really cool. It's really special. This is a tradition that your Mimi had with us. And, you know, if it wasn't for the racetrack, we wouldn't be able to do this. So there, I said something nice about New Smyrna. Yeah. I was like, if uh, if it wasn't for the racetrack, we wouldn't be able to do this. And he's like, oh, you you came to your first race here too? I'm like, yeah, buddy. I was five. It was 1997 Daytona 500. Jeff Gordon won it. Yep, my first my <laughs> first NASCAR race was the ninety eight five hundred when Earnhardt won. I wasn't, you were there. So. I wasn't quite five yet. Yep. I was turning five in a month. I don't remember it, but it, I know I was there. It's always special and, and I know, you know, to a lot of people NASCAR doesn't have the same uh, the same feeling as it did back in those days. But it's it's cool to be able to go to a NASCAR race and I'm thankful, um thank thankful to Holly for, for getting us the tickets and getting Dawson in there too and just I I'm I Always thankful for the opportunities, and uh, it'll be even more cool in February when I can take him in the garage and stuff. Yeah, that'll be the coolest. Yeah, you know the Saturday washout kind of hampered things a little bit. Or when I can uh, hopefully take him into the garage if that all works out and we get the hot passes. Yeah, but um, yeah, other than the the rain and the the wind and the carnage, it was it was an interesting weekend, and 
Any final thoughts on it before we sign out of here? Honey, I just got all my thoughts out. You got them all out. All done. There is not a single thought behind these eyes. Well, there you go. We're going to go ahead and sign off. Ever and really. uh, we'll hear from Kenny. And we'll we'll have a little bit more in-depth coverage of what was a wild Xfinity race. And then next week, uh, we'll, hey, whatever is able to happen, hopefully we got some stuff from New Smyrna. We'll cover the first playoff race at Darlington. We'll talk about what other whatever racing things we're able to talk about on next week's show. So enjoy the interview with Kenny, and thank you all so very much for listening. <laughs> on the Racing with Ryan hotline today, very special guest, uh, longtime listener of the show. We've had him on briefly before, but we welcome in a good buddy of ours, Kenny Roth, to uh, talk about the Xfinity race at Daytona. Kenny, first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, just Sitting around, uh, waiting to uh, get back to racing at New Smyrna Speedway. I know right. that much. I, I hear you, man. I'm excited about this weekend. Good show building up. As long as the weather cooperates, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to be there. But uh, you got to do a little something different this weekend. And uh, from what I understand, this was your first trip over to Daytona? Yeah. Um, I went to uh, the race shop, uh, what was it, Thursday, uh planning to go do the Thursday race at New Smyrna, but it was right. already canceled. So we just were hanging out and Jeff Colburn's like, Hey, you want to go to races? Um, I got some tickets to Xfinity. I was like, Hey, that'd be awesome. So we ended up going to do that uh, Friday and it was pretty uh, entertaining day. I mean, we spent 13 hours to yeah. see one race. <laughs> Man, I, I'm telling you, you you had to wait through quite the delay to get to the race, but when you first got there, I, I know you've seen it on TV. You live in the area. You've probably driven by it, but what was your first impression when you actually, like, got into the stadium? Um, the stadium is amazing. I mean, I, I've always seen it on TV, and I've been, I went there for a 24-hour race back in the 80s, but just seeing the new stadium part, that like, the seating and all that, it was overwhelming. I mean, it's huge there, and just the atmosphere there is amazing oh yeah i mean I, i've been going to races there since i was young enough to beg my mom to take me and, and drag her down there all day uh but the first time i went when they did the daytona rising and turned it into the stadium with the concourses and all that i was like like you said just blown away there's you know there's so many areas where you can go and occupy yourself which is especially good in a rain delay and that you can get under cover uh, i remember back in the day waiting out a rain delay you had to stand in the right spot to not get rained on um but <laughs> You know, I know you had to wait, what, what was it, like five hours or so was the rain delay? It felt like it anyway. Yeah, we got there at, uh, what was it, about four o'clock because we wanted to watch uh, some of the qualifying and everything. And we didn't even oh, yeah. know that the qualifying got canceled. And then all, then we just sat around. So it was from four o'clock till when the race. The race finally started at 1030. Something so. like that, yeah. Man, I'm telling you, they... Kudos to them for waiting it out because, I mean, it ended up being one of the wilder races of the season. Um, you know, waiting around all that time definitely stinks. We did our fair share of it Saturday and then Sunday as well. But I'm um, glad you got to see the race because, like I said, it was pretty wild. Tame at the beginning, and then, man, it really, after lap 100, everything broke loose. Oh, yeah, it was, I mean, the first two segments was pretty pretty tame. I mean, you had a couple little 
mix-ups here, but then when they when they've started getting to that last little bit of the race, it seemed like they just didn't want to finish the race. I mean, I've got to see the big one right mm-hmm. directly in front of me. We were like in like they call it the trioval club. Yep, is where our seating was. It was like the three hundred sections. If you know, like three forty-five was our seat. Oh, sweet. So if you know, yeah, we know were, we were only that, a couple sections away from you on for for the cup race. We were just. We're, I think we were like 365, so okay. we're kind yeah, of the that, same I mean, level our there. Our seats were amazing. I mean, yeah. I, it, I was blown away just by the the way the seating is, and, like, you could see the whole track. I mean, I saw every bit of the race going up along and everything. Yeah, I remember back in the day, man, you could barely tell. Like, it's still hard to see what, exactly what's happening on the back straightaway, but now you can, like, actually see the cars and see the pack. I mean... When, when they start wrecking, it's just you, it, all hell breaks loose. And you're like, I don't even know who's in what. You got to look at the big screens. But it yeah. certainly is a, a great experience love, for such a big track. I do love the big screen TVs. I mean, that gives you an opportunity to sit there and watch the race. Because, I mean, you do only get to really see what's in front of you. But then when they get past there, you just watch the big screen like you're watching it on TV. I don't Is that a TV broadcast that there's? Yeah, so basically what you see is the TV broadcast and you get the now you don't get the the announcer audio, but you get the TV broadcast and the same replays everybody else is getting at home. So that's that's a great touch in my opinion. Yeah, that I mean that, that was awesome. That's one thing I like whenever like Dirt Vision is at uh, the uh, Volusia, they have that big screen so it gives yeah. you kind of a little bit of replay views and all that and stuff. Well, I'm looking at the uh, the race stats here, and it was supposed to be a 100-lap race. It went to 118 laps because of all the cautions and overtimes at the end. Um, you had 19 different lead changes, which is pretty good for Daytona and then for a shorter race. And then 10 caution flags after that long delay, man. I bet uh, – how are you feeling at the end of it? Were you glad when they threw the, the caution after the white flag, or do you think they could have done one more overtime? Oh, I was excited when I saw that because they came by and it was like I think it was what the third overtime they yeah. tried, yeah. and it was I was I think it was like one one twenty or something in the morning, and I was just like, oh, please end. And then they threw the, that one caution. I, I think uh, somebody was spinning out on the front or something, and they were coming around, and they just were like, all right, we're gonna end this race because yeah, it was they- the race that went on forever. The 98 car got spun out, and I, I saw a fan video where, it, if you really watch it, he does come back up across the track, and there are more cars coming, so I can excuse them for, it's not like they just threw a caution to throw a caution. I, I know, you know, I think deep down everybody wanted to see that yellow so we'd get the hell out of there. I mean, there was hardly, when, when you've got guys like Jeremy Clements and Timmy Hill and Brandon Brown, Ryan Vargas going for the win, you know it's been a hell of a day already, so I think it was a mercy flag. Um I think in, you know, if, if the race had run as scheduled, they might have let that one go to finish it off. But um, I don't think anybody really minded that caution coming out to to get us the hell out of there. Because I'll tell you, we, we went through more beer than we expected watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it, the, one, the one thing I will say is um, the food at Daytona, I don't know if it was just our area, but the food was very lackluster. I mean... The place we ate, sat at, it was like six bucks for a cheeseburger or fries, but everywhere else it was like 12 or 13. So I don't know if we just had the economy food yeah, or something. They, but. No, they, they've got the little trioval club. They get, they get a little discount. We, we found that out the other day uh, on Sunday. Uh, okay. You've got to be, yes. 
you've got to have first of all, you got to have a ticket to get in there, or you got to be able to, you know, have security that doesn't care, or the ticket people that don't care. Uh, but we yeah. did. We found that out the other day, and I think what was it that, that like American Grill or whatever the hell they called it? Yeah, something like that, right? So yeah. they they have different options throughout the concourse. It just kind of depends on the lines and what you're able to find. Like they've got four rivers in there. Um, they've got some other you know, more high-class options if you want to spend the extra buck. The The basic food is nothing m- more special than just basic racetrack food. So I know what you're talking yeah. about because I got the same thing. Yeah. But honestly, to find a decent, cheap food option at Daytona that didn't break the bank was okay with me. I didn't care what it tasted like at that point. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, I do like the uh, re-entry. I mean, they let us yep. go in and out and stuff, so that was good. I, I was kind of worried that we were going to get stuck in there for from 4 o'clock on, and then they're like, no, you can re-enter. You can go in and out as many times as long as you got your ticket. So, well, I, I'll tell you, and, and I'm sure you agree, but they do a great job with the fan experience there. Like, there's all kinds of stuff to do in the midway. Um, the the fan zone, we didn't really get to, to experience much because of the, the reschedule. There wasn't much going on. Um, but the concourse area is nice. There's plenty of areas to just kick back and, you know, especially a race in the afternoon, like we experienced on Sunday, it gets hot and you can go down there and you can cool off and you can still watch the race because they got the TVs playing down there. The fan experience at Daytona is done right, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I enjoyed walking around and seeing all the stuff there and just the car that they had all kinds of cutaway type cars that you kind of look at and everything. So I really enjoyed it. I mean, they, they know how to make sure the fans have a good time. Absolutely. And you know, wild race, lots of, lots of big crashes. Um, I'm looking at the results here and 15 drivers still somehow finished on the lead lap. I didn't think it was that many, but I mean, 10 cautions, a lot of big ones, that one wreck with uh, Noah Gregson on the back straightaway. His car oh, almost that, went over. Yeah, and, that was nasty. That was a nasty wreck. I'm surprised it didn't flip. Yeah, I mean, he was he was airborne, and that wreck got 10, 12 different cars. And um, wh- what do you think of uh, what do you think of the winner here, Jeremy Clements? Total upset. <laughs> I didn't even see that coming. I mean, you had all the top guys in the top running. You had like Ty Gibbs and Noah and all that, and all of a sudden you just have a. I guess, I mean, it seems like he's kind of the underdog. I did see some stories about him. I guess he had a bad accident or something with his hand or something. Yeah, I did, he's I'd, he's like a family-run team. Like, it's listed here on Race and Reference. Jeremy Clements is the owner of that car, so he's an owner-driver. It's a family-run team. He got one win in 2017 on a road course due to strategy, which was awesome. Uh, but to, for him to get this win now he survived all the melees and ran ran a clean race which is half the battle at daytona and then uh when when almondinger caught them coming to the white flag there i thought for sure almondinger was going to blow by these guys and win the race and then timmy hill dove down and went with clements and pushed him back out in front and the caution came out and with all that said jeremy clements is now in the playoffs totally unexpected and uh kicks ryan sieg out so this was a a race that just blew everything up including all the race cars yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, it, like I said, when I was talking to you on the phone, I was like, oh, I think there's like 19 cars left. And you're like, man, this is a wreck fest and stuff. But I will say this is uh, probably the loudest wreck there was actually the first wreck that I seen was, uh, what was it you were saying? Uh, oh, last Sammy year's Smith. World Series uh, Super Late Mile winner, Sammy Smith. When he hit the wall, it sounded like a explosion. Really? 
Yeah, it sounded like it, and Rick says that he thinks it was the tires, but when I watched the video, the tires didn't go down. I think when he hit the wall, it like popped the wall or something. Oh, wow. That inner, that inner barrier wall. Yeah, because he went around off turn four and nosed into that inside wall and completely ruined his day. But yeah, and I and I texted you when that happened, like, oh, there goes our New Smyrna Super Late Model World Series champion into the wall on lap 14. And that, yep. So the and tamest then- wreck was the loudest, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, the wreck, the wreck when they were coming down and I saw the big one, it was just more kind of like tires screeching and that was about it. And But that one, when it hit, when he hit the wall, it popped. It was like this wild explosion. So I know he probably felt that one. Oh, I'm sure he did. And I'm sure he wasn't, you know, that's a big opportunity to be in the Gibbs 18 car. So I'm sure he wasn't happy about it. And he actually finished 38th, so dead last. And then I don't know how much you saw of this one, but the the wreck with Sheldon Creed, the two car on the back straightaway, when he got T-boned, it literally like separated the cage from the car and stretched it out. I don't know if you saw that oh, on the big man. screen, but nah, but we didn't. That was that was a beautiful car. I know Rick was talking about he liked the wheeling car and everything. Oh, yeah. And uh, but yeah, I I didn't see the wreck because it was on the back stretch, but watching the replays and everything, it looked pretty brutal. Yeah, that was one of the one of the many wrecks in stage three there. You had one, two, three, four, at least five big ones, or at least five incidents that included more than four or five cars. So yeah. definitely and there was a there was a lot of people that I've seen race at New Smyrna. I mean you had uh Caesar where is it? Caesar yeah, Barcel Yep, Caesar uh, uh, Baccarella. Yeah. He was in there. Yeah, um, he was doing he was doing good there for a little bit and then it seemed like something happened to the car and then he got in that last that one big wreck yep. and everything. Yeah, let's and see. The the one car that we were pulling for for a while was uh, Justin Haley because mm-hmm. right off the bat he pulled into the uh, pits right before the green flag and then he pulled back in the pits where oh something's going wrong so I guess they made him start in the back and within a couple laps he was right up there in the mix of it. Oh yeah, he he's had a, a fast car. He's had a fast car all year. Uh, just kind of yeah. touch on what you said there. I'm looking at some of the results here: Sammy Smith, Joe Graff Jr., um, Sam Mayer. Uh, I'm probably missing a few. Anthony Alfredo did a can and race. Josh Williams, Cesar Baccarella. Um, I know I'm missing a few because I'm just kind of scrolling through. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys, you know, Daniel Hamrick even in this Xfinity race, Blaine Perkins, um, just to name a few of the guys. Austin Hill won a can and East race. Um, Jesse Awuji uh, actually finished 11th in this race. I know he's raced New Smyrna. Uh, Ty Gibbs has been to New Smyrna. So. There was quite a few of the the New Smyrna guys that were in the field. You probably heard some of the names. I'm like, why is that name familiar? Well, that's that would be why. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't even realize that was Sammy Smith in the car until you did until after a wreck, and you told me that it was our super late model uh, World Series winner. And then I went back. I was like, oh, that was Sammy Smith. Yep. And then you're like, oh crap, somebody actually knew is already out of the race. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but overall, it was a great experience i i could have gone to daytona i just didn't know it was such a long day and then yeah I, I especially if you i would have went through another rain delay and then had to go back the next morning i probably would have been dead yeah so. it was it was tough I, i'm not gonna lie man it was a long day and uh you can listen back to the beginning of the show to to hear everything but um you know it was a long day just getting everybody together and and you know it, it was disappointing that our champions didn't get to have their thing happen because of the rain and um, you know, we, we waited there was about eight, eight fifteen when they delayed the race the next day. And to be honest with you, it was, since it was already a long day, I was okay with it. Cause we got to go home, get a few hours of sleep, get back up and go back over there. It really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be getting back over there, uh, in the morning. 
and mm-hmm. um, ended up being just fine. I mean, it was definitely hot in the afternoon, dodging rain showers, all that stuff, hot and humid. Um, you'll, you'll hear all about it at the beginning of the show, but it was definitely made for a long weekend, a long soggy weekend, but I'm glad Daytona got the races in and um, a couple of wild races, unforgettable ones for sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it did make me want to come again to the track and experience an actual cup car race and everything because now I've done the Xfinity. And I was kind of glad that I got to see the Xfinity because to me, it's that's kind of like an old older NASCAR now because yeah. the new car is totally different. So yep. that was kind of like seeing a NASCAR, ra- an older NASCAR race, I guess you could say to me. Yeah, I agree with you on that front. We'll get you to a cup race one of these days. It, it is a lot of fun. I prefer the 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 Coke Zero 400 over the 500 just because, I mean, the, the 500 is just chaotic. And it's it's to me, after Speed Weeks, it's nice to go home and just relax and watch that one on TV. But I love going to the Coke Zero 400 in August now. So, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, and especially a night race. I mean, I love the – like the – the, the lights at that track is beautiful. It oh, makes yeah. it look great at night. I, makes it look like a day that. race. Well, I'm glad to hear that uh, you had a good time. And uh, definitely, like we talked about at the, the beginning of this thing, definitely looking forward to this weekend. Should be a great show. And um, as long as everything goes smooth, Kenny, I think we'll be back on the Pit Pass podcast this week. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It has been a little bit of a delay on that and everything, yeah. but we haven't really raced much lately. So yeah, we're weather. back to that rainy time in Florida. We are. We are. got to dodge all the rain showers now. But uh, anyways, uh, Kenny, I appreciate you calling in and, and giving you that uh, in-depth experience uh, to the race from actually being there and enjoying your, your first experience. And uh, we'll get you back on the show and uh, have you call in, talk some news, some more stuff when we – we have one of these big shows that actually gets to happen. So, um, Kenny, I appreciate uh, everything you do for us, helping us spread the word of what's going on at New Smyrna, sharing all those pages, getting people interested and involved. Uh, your efforts are very much appreciated, and uh, we thank you for taking the time. Yeah, no problem. I mean, you know I love that track, and the family atmosphere there has been great, and I'm glad to be a part of it and love to spread the word of short track racing at New Smyrna. Absolutely. So hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate this weekend. I mean, who knows what the weather is going to be like come Saturday. We're hoping it's clear, and we hope that we spend the majority of the podcast talking about the action at the New Smyrna Speedway next week. Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate Kenny taking some time to call in, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. All right. See you.